0: Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today, and I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message, and God bless you. It's time to build. Somebody say it's time to build. build. You can say it better than that it's time to build. It's It's been declared that it is indeed time for us to build. And uh, um, God has changed the the seasons. That uh, the God that we serve is a God who changes times and seasons. He's a God who is able to uh, take you out of the pit that you find yourself in uh, for a long time. And overnight, he can just switch uh, the times and change Your season. Somebody say, God is changing my season. We have also declared that it is the time of favor. So even as God is changing our season, it is because He has favored us. Hallelujah. It is because He has favored us. He has favored us to build. If there's anything that I contend for in my life, it is favor because I have realized that life can be very difficult without favor. Are you here this morning? Life can be very difficult without favor. Um, You need favor when someone is supposed to employ you. You need favor when someone is supposed to give you a business deal. You need favor when someone is supposed to teach you something. Because sometimes the things that you don't know hinder you. But if you find favor with someone who knows better than you and they teach you how to do it right the first time, that's favor. Because most of them, when they teach you how to do it right, they did not get it right themselves the first time. They had to perfect it over and over and over. But favor can just send it to you on a silver platter. Someone who has failed in that thing seven times can cause you to do it once and and get it right the first time. That's favor. Unusual access. And I believe that God in this season is going to give us access to things that we did not even sweat for. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So that is the time that we are in as a church. And we believe that God indeed is going to bless us. So the subject that uh, I uh, have entitled my message uh, this morning is Sent to Build. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, I am sent." sent. Say, I am a builder. And I, and I am sent by God I am a builder and I am sent by God turn with me to the book of Haggai chapter number 1 verse number 8 Haggai chapter number 1 verse number 8 hallelujah the Bible says go up to the mountains you know when someone says go you know that you need to take action. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Now, the Father sent Jesus Christ here on earth to come and die for us, to preach to us, the gospel of the kingdom of our God. That was the assignment that Jesus was given to come and preach the kingdom of our God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Jesus was also sent so that we may be saved. Jesus was also sent so that he can build the church. In John chapter number 6, Verse number 40, the Bible says, And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And also in the book of Matthew, chapter number 16, verse number 18, the Bible says, And I will also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus was clearly sent by God. Clearly sent by God to come and establish the kingdom of our God here on earth by getting us saved. And also he was sent so that he can build the church. And he is so confident because he knows the one who has sent him. So he says, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it it is because he knows the one who has sent him can never be defeated by the gates by the gates of hell somebody say amen, amen. so now when god sent jesus to come and do this assignment that we have spoken about about he did not just send him without empowering him he empowered him supernaturally By anointing him. He anointed him and then he sent him to come and do that which he wanted him to do. In the book of Isaiah, number 61, verse number 1, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. So now when God anoints anyone, he does not anoint them for themselves. Jesus was not empowered so that he can just glow in the dark and be Jesus who is praised by everyone. But Jesus was anointed for the assignment. So each time God brings about some form of supernatural power upon your life, God is empowering you not for yourself, but God is empowering you for that which he is sending you to do. Somebody say, I am sent. I am sent. That is why when the going got tough for Jesus, he went back to the one who sent him because he knew that this is the one who has sent me and the one who has sent me carries the authority more than maybe I do to, to even cause me to be able to finish off the assignment. We will all remember that at some point, Jesus had to say to his disciples again, again in Giege, let me just deal with this one on one with the one who has sent me because this is now becoming too much for me. So no one was going to be able to understand the assignment that Jesus had to go and do except the one who has sent him. That is why he then went back to him and said, if it was according to my will, I would say let this, pa- let this cup pass. But then God knowing that which he had put in the inside of him. God, knowing the empowerment that he had given him, he said, you are going to be able to finish the task. There is no one else who can do it the way that you can do it. So blessed is the person who, when the going gets tough, goes back to the one who has sent them. That is why the Bible then uh, encourages us to make our calling sure to make our calling and our election show. It is because when God calls you and sent you to the calling that he has called you to, he then empowers you. And when the going gets tough, you go back to the one who has sent you. But if you are not sure who has sent you to do what you are doing, when the going gets tough, you will not be like Jesus who was able to go back to the one who has sent him and say, you know what this is just not what i signed up for is there a way for me to be excused in this assignment somebody say amen, amen. blessed is someone who says even though the going is getting tough i'm gonna go and get the power from where the, i got the power to even start because sometimes when you are going about your calling Things happen on the way. And when things happen on the way, they the the going does get tough. I don't know about you, but sometimes my calling becomes so tough in such a way that I ask God, really, do you only call those you don't like? Could it be that maybe the ones that you call are the ones that you really uh, 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 don't really like? You know, there's a difference between love and like. There's a difference between love and like I can, You can love everyone But you sit down for coffee for, with those you like Amen. You make time for those you like You say to yourself I'm going to go and have lunch with someone that I like It's a person that you like You don't put yourself under pressure Of going to coffee With everyone that you love Because the Bible says Oh no man, nothing but love Imagine yourself putting everyone close to you because you love them. So sometimes when the calling gets tough, I once even asked God, I said, Lord, really? So when you call to ministry, do you call those that you don't like or you call those that you, you like? Let's just have an honest and open conversation between you and me. Do you like me? <laughs> I know you love me. That one is settled. I know for sure. Love is settled. I know you died at the cross of God. But let's let, let's tackle the issue of like. <laughs> Do you really? When the going gets tough, I don't know. See, this morning, people are looking at me funny. They're like, Mafundisi, really? So you've never you've never had you've never been pushed to a corner. For something that you did not ask to do, yeah. yeah? God says you must do this thing, and then after you take the step to do it, it feels as if He has left you. I'm Pemutar and How come I feel like I'm on my own in this thing? Is there someone who has ever felt like that before? Yeah? yeah? God saying go for it. You come to church on a Sunday. We preach. City you are you are great, you are called for great things, go and do it go and get it, go and do it and you are puffed up and you are saying yes God spoke to me and I'm going out there, I'm doing it, one step in it one step in it and then that feeling that you had at church goes away completely We were together at church. Yeah. And I heard that that word was for me. Amen. And you told me when Mam was preaching or when Fundisi was preaching that this one is yours. Go for it. Go and do it. And as soon as I took upon the assignment, it's as if you then left me and said, Okay, let's see how, how do you do it. But I've learned that each time it feels like that you are well on your way to greatness. You are well on your way exactly where God wants you to be because this is not a matter of feelings. This is a matter of trust. It's not a matter of feelings. That is why you do it whether you feel like doing it or you don't. People who go according to how they feel will never build anything significant. If you go according to how you feel about your marriage, you will never build a healthy marriage. If you go according to how you feel about your business, you will never build a great business. If you go about how you feel about your relationship with God, yeah, in this kingdom, you go by faith and you go uh, not by feelings. You go by trust. And you say, Lord, I've prayed for this long enough and I've received and I can see that you are taking your time. It's not a problem. I'll continue in my walk until you come. Yes. 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 In this kingdom, when the going gets tough, you go back to the one who has sent you. Not to verify whether he has called you, but to verify if you are still in his presence. Because when they had the problem of the wind that became posterior at the sea of Galilee. When the boat was shaking, when things were not going well, yeah. on the way to greatness, the only thing that they did wrong, according to the enemy, was for them to have a quest of going to the other side. Sure. They said, let us go to the other side. Sure. So each time you take a step to go to the other side, things are going to happen. That will... That will try to discourage you. Things are going to happen that are going to cause you to even question whether going to the other side is for you or is for others. And I'm here to let you know that the only thing that you need to know is just to verify the presence. If Jesus is in the boat with you, then no matter how poisterous the wind can be, no matter how shaking the boat can be, as long as Jesus is in the boat with you. So that's the only assignment you have when God has given you something to do. Verify the presence. Amen. Is he still with me? Amen. I'm supposed to be where he is. I'm supposed to be where he, he, he is. Somebody say, amen. amen. So Jesus went straight to the one who sent him. He did not doubt his assignment and he did not blame the beneficiaries. He just went straight to the one who has sent him. Because when you are sent by someone, you carry the authority of the one that has sent you. You carry the authority of the one who has said to you, you must go. You carry the power of the one who has sent, who has sent you. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So now, when Jesus was sent, he then came and did his assignment, and after what? He sent us. Somebody say, I am sent. So he was sent, and then he also sent us. In the book of John, chapter number 20, verse number 21, the B part, he says, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. So I don't believe that God created us just so that we can exist. I don't believe that God created us so that we can have a nice time, uh, marry, have children, eat and die. I don't believe that. Somebody once said, Jesus is a, God is a businessman and he is profit crazy. He does not do things just for the sake of doing them. So when God created you and I, it was because he had profit in mind. When God created you and I, it was because he wanted something back to himself from us. God did not just create us so that we can pass time and so that we can just maybe even make money and live a happy life. Yes, God wants us to live a happy life, but that does not profit him much. God wants his profit from us because he has sent us here, each and every one of us, born of a woman, under the sound of my voice, you are sent by God. And each time you get saved or we preach and somebody gets saved, you must know that they are being reconciled back to their original assignment, which is to follow God and to do that which God wants them to do in the manner that he wants them to do it. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So that is what we are here for. It is because we are sent. Yes, sometimes we get tempted to think that we are here because we just have to be here, or because God could not do without us on earth. I mean, come on, look at us. No, it is because God has an assignment for each and every one of us. Somebody say amen. amen. So we are sent, we are sent to preach. As Builders Church, we are sent to preach the gospel. When Jesus sent his disciples, he sent them so that the gospel of Jesus Christ may be preached, so that the establishment of the kingdom of our God can be strong here on earth. So, as Builders Church, we are one of the sent ones to come and build. We are here to beget, we are here to unveil, we are here to initiate, we are here to lead, we are here to delegate. Because God has given us this mandate and when God gave us this mandate, he had his kingdom in mind. It was not so that we can have something nice to say and say we are about as the church. But it was so that his kingdom may benefit. I said to you, ...that God is prophet crazy. He is prophet crazy. That is why he has sent you to build this church. He has sent you to build this church... ...so that you can become part of this mandate... ...so that the furtherance of his kingdom... ...may be established... ...even in the area where he has placed us. There is no mistake that you are here this morning... ...and there is no mistake that you live where you live. There is no mistake that you were born where you were born. There is no mistake that you came into contact with this house... It is because you fit perfectly in the mandate god saw you and god saw the mandate he has given builders church here on earth and he said yeah he's a perfect person who's going to be able to beget others who is going to be able to unveil the gospel of jesus christ to others Um, Someone might say I don't hold the mic and speak and preach I can't even preach But let me tell you something You are an oracle Even when you are walking down the street You are an oracle Someone will see your life changing And they will begin to wonder What has taken place in your life And you shall you shall tell them That it is the Jesus, the Christ That I have given my life to And that is why I am no longer the same anymore And then you will see them following you, you have begotten someone, you have unveiled the gospel to someone, you have initiated someone, you have led someone, and you are going to delegate them because they are going to go out and make other disciples. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 28, verse number 19, the Bible says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Somebody say amen. Amen. And also in the book of Mark, chapter number 16, verse number 15, it says, And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he who believes, and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned somebody say amen Amen. so now we need to ask god to open up our eyes because we have already established that we are the sent ones we are sent whether we are preaching on the mic or not we are sent to various spheres of influence we are sent as long as you are the child of god you must know you have the authority you are the sent one the one that sends an ambassador uh, 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 of south africa to the uk they go with the authority of the government of south africa in such a way that if they happen to come and, and and terrorize The the country in the UK They are not allowed to even Throw a stone Because if they throw it They are no longer throwing it in the UK But they are throwing it in South Africa So it is the South African government That shall respond accordingly Even though They are in the UK Even though we are here on earth But we are the ambassadors of the kingdom of the most high God. We are the ambassadors sent from heaven. You are sent. Yes, you were born by your mother, but you were sent by God. Because who can come to the earth of the most high God without the most high God allowing them to come? It is because God has sent us. And we carry the authority from the heavenly places, even though we are here on earth. That is why the Bible says in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Where is he? He is seated at the right hand of the Father. So it's a reciprocal indwelling. It means I'm in him and he is in me. As much as I am in heaven, in him, he is also in me here on earth. And I am an ambassador sent by God to come. And do that which He would want me to do here on earth. Somebody say amen. Amen. So may God open our eyes so that we can know that we are the sent ones. So that we can know and be able to see that which God sees. As much as we are here on earth. But may our eyes be opened for us to see that which God sees. So that we can go to the right places where God would want us to go so that we can do the right things that God would want us to do. We remember the miracle of a blind man when Jesus, instead of praying for, for, for the blind man, he anointed his eyes um, with clay and he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And that word Siloam means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Sometimes we go without the eyes being opened. That is why God would want us to contend for an open eye. That our eyes may be anointed. That our eyes may be opened by God so that we can be empowered to see the things that God wants us to see. Somebody say amen. So God has sent us, <clears throat> excuse me, to mountains. Amen. We are sent to the mountains so that we can come back with necessary resources to build the house of the Lord. And all the resources that we are supposed to bring, we bring them through the offerings. And the elder to said it beautifully when he was taking up offering. To say God blesses us so that he can get something out of us. It is not so that we can just enjoy and leave God out of it. God wants us to be channels so that then he can gain from us. That's what the Bible says where we read in the book of Haggai, chapter number one, verse number eight. It says, go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified says the lord so most of us are familiar with the scripture where we see jacob having an encounter and he sees a ladder where the heavens are opened and the angels are ascending and descending upon the son of man and he said this is bethel this is the house of god so the house of god is the church here we are this morning we are in the house of god and in the house of god we are supposed to have access to the heavenly places. So whatever it is that is in heaven, we can be able to access. Just in case someone was wondering, why should we go to church every Sunday? Why can't I just do church at home? You cannot do church at home because this is Bethel. This is the house of God, where they, which is the gateway of heaven where you can be able to to be under an open heaven. And then God begins to download things that you are going to need going back to the place where he has sent you. to to go and collect the resources that he has said you must collect. So for his house to be established, it needs us to believe him for an open heaven so that then the angelic activity can take place in our lives and the angels can bring about that which is in heaven down to earth and then we can take that which is on earth up to heaven because there is a traffic that happens in Bethel. There is a traffic that happens in the house of God. And then God is able to empower us to go out there where he has sent us to go and do that which he wants us to do. And come back and bring the wood and bring every resource that is needed to build the temple. Somebody say amen. Amen. So now when we are talking about a mountain, when it says go up to the mountain, we are talking about a symbol of kingdoms. Symbol of kingdoms. could be the kingdom of God. It could be the kingdoms of men. The book of Daniel, chapter number 2, verse number 35, the Bible says, And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And in the days of this king... The God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Verse number 45. Inasmuch as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, the gold, and the great God that made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpre- in- interpretation is sure. So these mountains became pieces and they became the seven mountains which are family. So we are sent to go to the mountain of family, So when you are establishing a family, it's not for your enjoyment. But when you are establishing a family, you are establishing a family as a saint one. To go and do family the way God wants family to be done. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Another one is the education. The education mountain. The mountain of education where knowledge is, um, 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 is given. Where we go and we are educated, there are educators and there are those who are being educated. So those are also in that mountain, the mountain of business where we go and we make uh, um, our election sure there and we do that which God wants us to do. He has sent us to the business world. So at next time you feel as if you are being intimidated in the business world, know that you are sent. Tell yourself that I am the sent one and I don't go alone. I'm going with the authority of the one who has sent me. There is the government mountain and there is also the media mountain. There is also the arts and the entertainment mountain. There is also the religion mountain, which is the church, which is the kingdom of God. So those are the seven mountains that we are talking about when we talk about the mountains and the symbol of the mountains here on earth. Somebody say amen. Amen. So the house of the Lord is one of the mountains where we are sent to. But God does not only send us to the house of God, as as, uh, to his kingdom, but he takes us out to go out there. That is why he brings us back here to be empowered, to be given the anointing, to be given the power to go out there and make it in all of these mountains that we have spoken about. In the book of Hebrews, chapter number 12, verse number 22, the Bible says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Remember, we spoke about it. The company of angels. Verse number 23. To the general assembly and church of firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits who to the spirits of just men made perfect. So the church of Jesus Christ, the house of the Lord is a mountain that we are all sent to after we have come back from the other mountains. This is the mountain that will stand forever. All the other six mountains that I have mentioned will not stand forever. But the mountain of the Lord, which is the church of Jesus Christ, is the only mountain that will stand forever. Somebody say amen. Amen. So God wants to raise his mountain above all other mountains. And when we talk about the mountains that God has sent us to, I want us to understand that it's not going to be easy for us to conquer those mountains. It's not going to be easy for us to conquer the mountain of family, the mountain of education, the mountain of business. Many of us here who are in business can tell that it is very difficult to break through in business. Many people are doing their things the way that God, that is not pleasing to the Lord. So when you go to the business world, you are going to the lion's den. But how many know that he is able to change the appetite of the lions when you are inside as his child. If you are inside as the one who has has been sent by him, and you know who has sent you, and you know the assignment that he wants, the reason why he said you must go to the corporate world. The reason why he has said you must go to the business world. The reason why he has said you must go to the educational sector, to the government sector, whatever sector that he has sent you to. If you know the one who has sent you, you are going to stick by it and you are going to know the assignment. Then it is not about me, but it is about the establishment of the greater kingdom that will last forever. And therefore I'm going to make sure that I stand the test of time so that I come back and I say, Lord, Where you have sent me I have come back And here is what I have gained From where you have sent me Somebody say amen Amen. So it's not going to be a walk in the park It's not going to be an easy thing It's not going to be an easy assignment But as long as you know That you are sent You are going to make it Somebody say amen. amen So we need to go and conquer All of these mountains Get the resources Come back and build the house of the Lord. But it is not going to be by might. It is not going to be by power. But it is going to be by the Spirit. But how many know that the Spirit of God is the one who is power personified? So if you need any kind of power for any kind of mountain that you are sent to, the Spirit of the living God is going to be with you and you are going to go there and you are going to conquer the mountain that God has sent you to. You have the power. You have what it takes to go and conquer the mountain that God has sent you to. Somebody say amen. Amen. You are sent with the power from on high. So we must not be afraid. must not be afraid even when things don't go our way. We must not be afraid. We have the power from on high. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter number 9, verse number 1, it says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. ...and authority over all demons... ...somebody say all... All. ...over all demons... ...and to cure diseases... ...Jesus knew... ...that they cannot be be sent... ...without the power... ...and Jesus knows... ...that he cannot send you... ...without the power... ...and then in verse number 2 it says... ...he sent them to preach the kingdom of God... ...and to heal the sick... ...yes the agenda was to go and preach the kingdom of God. But he knew they needed the power. There was no way that the demons were just going to fold their arms and say you can have whatever you want to have and you can preach as freely as you want. And Jesus knew that every assignment for the saint ones is not going to be easy. And therefore, he laid hands on them and he called them and he gave them the power and the authority. You are authorized to go to that mountain that God has called you to. You are authorized. You just need to know that you are a child of God and there is an assignment which is bigger than just your beautiful house. There is an assignment that is bigger than your car. There is an assignment that is bigger than you having an admirable uh, bank balance, but there is a bigger assignment which is to build the kingdom of God. Somebody say Amen. So those who are going to win in this season are those who are not going to forget the bigger assignment that the smaller one is the mountain I am sent to but there is a bigger mountain that will then at some point be the only mountain that is erected nor any other mountain will be able to stand before this mountain and all of us are supposed to be those who want to be a part of that kind of a mountain because any other will not stand forever somebody say amen. amen so you must go without being ashamed without being afraid because judgment has already been passed against all the other mountains in the book of jeremiah chapter number 51 verse number 25 the bible says behold i am against you or destroying mountain who destroys all the earth Says the Lord. And I will stretch out my hand against you. Roll you down from the rocks. And make you a bent mountain. Somebody say amen. Amen. So there is no mountain that can stand before us. There is no mountain that can stand before you. We will possess them. And we will come back and build the mountain of the Lord. And build the house of the Lord. Because the Bible says in the book of Zechariah. Chapter number four, verse number seven. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Zerubbabel was a builder, just like you and I are builders. We are sent out there to go and collect in the mountains. And when we know the assignment that we have been sent for, There is no mountain that can stand before us, be it the mountain of business, be it the mountain of the educational sector, be it the arts, whatever, you name it. There is no mountain that can stand before a builder who knows the assignment that has been given to them by God. So now who are you, oh great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel was a saint builder who went to build the temple of the Lord and therefore he was backed by the heavens themselves and that is why he was able, to say oh who are you oh great mountain you shall be made plain there are two things that you must catch this morning any kind of a mountain that you are supposed to conquer that you are supposed to go out there and conquer and come back with the spoils and come back with that which is a resource to build the house of the Lord every mountain is dealt with decisively by two things. Number one, it is dealt with by faith. Number two, it is dealt with by grace. The Bible says, Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, it shall be made plain with the shout of grace. Grace. There is something that the any kind of mountain cannot be able to stand before and it is called the grace of god and i see someone receiving the grace of god this morning for the mountains that they are sent to i see somebody receiving fresh grace the bible says he is able to make grace abound in other words there is a small grace in other words there is a bigger grace but it is dependent on how you press in. It is. Dependent on how the heavens are opened over your life and the angelic activities the Bible says he is the one who is full of grace and truth so when he sits on the throne he is full of grace so there is a grace for the mountain you are sent to there is a grace for the mountain that has been standing before you and I say it's been standing before you long enough enough is enough. You have come to church this morning and there is an angelic activity. There are graces that are being put upon our heads in the name of Jesus Christ as the sent ones so that we can be able to go out there and shout grace and say yes, you are a big mountain before me but with the shout of grace. There is a grace that I carry. There is a grace that I carry. There is a grace that I carry. Who are you, O great mountain? who are you O great mountain with those who know themselves to be the big shots of the mountain but once there is a grace that sits on you that grace can deal with the mountain number two it's faith the Bible says even if it can be as small as that of a mustard seed how powerful faith is it can remove a mountain it can remove a mountain when everyone says you are not cut out for business you say let's see about what kind what 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 kind of a grace do you carry What, what kind of a grace do you carry there is a grace that i carry and that grace that i carry has come with the assignment that God has given me. From today onwards, I understand that the mountain I am sent to is not for me to live a good life, but I have a bigger assignment and therefore the grace is sufficient for me. And who are you? Oh, great mountain, somebody is going to go back to work tomorrow having another face, having another form, having another kind with the anointing upon them, with the grace upon them. otherwise them sent by God to that mountain to get there and deal with that mountain once and for all and come back. Go to the mountains and bring back the woods so that my house may be built and so that I may be glorified. God is sending us out there and he is not sending us alone. You've been failing because you've been going alone. You have forgotten the mandate. have forgotten why why are you even there in the first place why did God give you these brains why did God give you these decrees? Why did God give you this business acumen? Why did God grace you to be able to start a business from scratch? It is because there is something, there is a profit that God is looking for and he is looking for it from you. That is why even this morning he is saying I am releasing more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace. No need to change your career, more grace. You need more grace, more grace, more grace. There's power for it. No need for you to resign. Just correct your motives. Correct the assignment that you've been given. Go to the mountains. He's not sending you alone. He's sending you with faith that even when it doesn't feel right, But it's right. That even if you make mistakes by reason of the fact that you cry out grace, grace, even your very mistakes will turn into testimonies because you are sent. You are sent. You are sent. I want you to be confident from today onwards. I'm sent. I'm sent for this. I'm not here on my own accord. I'm sent by God. And I'm here. To bring the wood, I want you to see your job differently from tomorrow onwards. Get there and say, "I'm an ambassador. I'm sent. There's wood here. There's wood." Someone might say, "What is wood? Wood is a building. Wood is a keyboard. Wood is a carpet. Is a carpet. Wood is this microphone that I'm projecting with. Wood are all these projectors. Wood are salaries for the staff of the church." Wood is everything that God wants in his house For his house to make him glorified He says go, not anyone else We will be lying to you If we say just come on Sunday Everything will be well and good In fact God can even uh, uh, punish us for that Because he did not send you for yourself But obviously when the hose is watering the hosepipe will also be wet. There is no hosepipe that waters without it being wet. So you can do a business transaction with God and say, Lord, now I understand why am I going to this mountain? And I know that through faith and grace this mountain can be dealt with. I want you to see the problems of your career, the problems of Your sphere of influence Tomorrow morning is very small The Bible says you shall be made plain So in other words Many people were climbing you Like Mount Kilimanjaro Many people were getting tired on the way Others even dying death But when you are made plain There is not much effort When you are made plain There is not much effort When you are made plain There's not much effort. There's that possibility in the kingdom of God. We just need to correct our motive. We need to correct the purpose. Why are we where we are? Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.